Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs. Hey Jim. Hey. Oh Sorry. boy, what was Sorry. that? <laughs> Did I catch that you in the middle yawn. of a nap or something? <laughs> that was a heat yawn. Jeez. The heat, <laughs> baby. Right. Bring bring the energy. I've I got the energy. All right. All I mean, right. I just, oh my god, I yawned. <laughs> Yeah, it was like the president of the United States falling asleep at the podium. He's never done that. No, no, none of them. No, none of them. No. Anyway, so what's new and exciting? Anything? Uh, lot to do, but yeah, lot to talk about. But yep. I guess we'll save it for the next show because we okay. have a very, very exciting guest on us today. Yes. Really great story because people are going to relate to it so many ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's just get to it. All right. All right. We have Cat, or also known as Catherine. Yep. Uh, Bob Magira. Is that correct? Nice. Yes. Yeah, you got it. I- all right, welcome to the show. We appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank Listen you so this. much. You're welcome. Uh, so Kat wrote an article mm. um, that actually our producer Marissa looked, you know, found when she was searching yeah. and read it, and she just fell in love. And she sent it over to me, and I read it, and I'm like, oh, absolutely. So right. we were happy that Kat agreed to be on the, the show to kind of talk about the article, um, you know, for those who haven't read it. Uh, she wrote it for Slate.com. And it's called, I just made a killing on a starter home I bought for cheap. Mm. I didn't expect to feel like this. All right. So it's a, it's a roller coaster just in the title alone. No kidding. And you know what's coming. It's, a, it's definitely, you know, emotional and business. And it's a lot of things all put together. And uh, she had to survive it. Yeah, and she man. did. Yeah. <laughs> so. we, we, we hear horror stories like that all the time. And we have one today that's going to really uh, share with us. It's going to be interesting. So. Love yeah. to hear the story. So, Kat, where where do you live? Where are you from? I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Oh, all right. Nice. How's the weather? Oh, it's so hot and so humid <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't seem but, happy about that. Well, I mean, it's summer. I take it for granted that it's going to be like this, but the mm-hmm. summers get pretty intense here. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then it'll be like 70-something degrees up here, so. Yeah. Mm. You're, you're way up so. north. Okay, yes, you talk. We're in Connecticut, yeah. 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 Too 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 far north for me. Yeah, <laughs> By about Florida. <laughs> That's right, how right. far I'm off right now. So yeah. <laughs> right. So so what do you do, Kat? You write you write um articles? Yeah, I'm an author and a freelance journalist. I've contributed to the Wall Street Journal, to Slate, to CNBC, NBC News, um, and of course local papers as well. I write for the Richmond Times Dispatch from time to time. Nice. And I've been at that for like 10 years. Oh, wow. Good for oh, you. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. it sounds like fun. Yeah, very cool. Sounds like a lot of work, too. Yeah. Yes, I decided, both those I things. Just, yeah, I decided one day I was going to write a book. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go that, well. That, that lasts pretty quick. <laughs> well, it's about a half hour in. Oh I was good. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. wow, how do you do this? It's like, uh, it's a lot of work. It's yeah, a lot of work. Writing so, all the time. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Just to get me in my office for a couple hours, it's agony yeah yeah Yeah. so tell us how this this article came about you know how did had where did we start from you know bring us back however many years to when you Mm -hmm. first bought it and just kind of bring us through sure so the the way that this article ended up on slate is that i pitched an editor there this story sending her a short email describing our bizarre and kind of emotional experience selling our starter Mm -hmm. home here in Mm -hmm. richmond The story starts back in 2015. Uh, My husband and I had been working overseas and we came home to, Richmond is our hometown essentially. So we came home and we thought, oh, we'll get a house because it doesn't make sense to rent. And Mm -hmm. we ended up buying quite like, it was way below our budget, but we wanted a lot of flexibility. 
So we bought this house for less than $200,000. Also, that is a thing you could do in Richmond in 2015. Uh, Housing has historically at least not been that expensive. It's quite an affordable city. You have a really reasonable, you know, cost of living. Mm -hmm. And over time, Mm -hmm. you know, the house was, it was really, it's really cute. It's a flip that two guys who had not done this before came in and did. So they installed oh, no. these finishes. Yeah. 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 They spent a lot more than they would have if they'd had more experience. Uh, gotcha. They bought this as a foreclosure and it was like $80,000. And then they sold it for a hundred more, you know, a year later. Hmm. So I think they did pretty well, but they had to install new hardwood floors, uh, new windows, new siding. Uh, and then, as we bought the house, we were negotiating for them to split the cost of a new roof with us. Anyway. So this was so a move-in ready house. Yeah, it was turnkey and yep. a great little place for us. We were able to come and go until 2020 when we had a baby. <laughs> oh, and we were congratulations. both home. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. You might hear him at some point. That's <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> and then we just ran out of room. You know, I think that happened to a lot of people in 2020. Um I was working in the dining room. My husband was working upstairs and we just didn't have um, you know, a lot of room to stretch out. Plus with the COVID and everything, we were you know, trying to figure out ways to enjoy ourselves that didn't involve too much public activity, especially since you know we had a little one. Anyway, so we, we started to go up the wall with that. And we started looking mm-hmm. in the middle of 2021, we found the, the place you see here, which is it's beautiful. It's much larger. And it was a real fixer upper. We've had to do a ton of things. In any case, mm. uh, we bought that in August, but it needed so much work that we didn't end up moving in until about Christmas. And because we have jobs and a baby, we were just too mm. busy to sell our old house until this past March. So we didn't wow. even mean to time it that well, but we seem to have hit a peak. And yeah. we put our house on the market on a Friday morning in the middle of March. And we were immediately besieged. Our realtor had calls within two minutes of the listing going online and her phone did not stop ringing. We probably had 50 or 60 showings. Uh, She eventually just stopped contacting us when these were booked. She's like, I'm just gonna ping your phone endlessly. I'll tell you if you need to know anything. Wow. Um, And of course, the offers started to roll in. Um, We had a couple of the first, we had basically five a day-ish until Sunday Five offers a day. Five offers a day, and wow. it wasn't just there. They were all at least ten or fifteen percent over the asking price. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just that; it was the level of desperation from these buyers that ended up making me feel. You know, I say in the article, like I cried multiple times reading through these offers because mm-hmm. the people, in some ways, were just like us. Um, you know, people who need more space to have a second baby or. You know, they're millennials like us uh, who are trying to get into the real estate market and like establish themselves that way. So I felt a lot of sympathy for these people. And also they were sending us pictures of their children and writing us these pleading letters saying, we can't have a second baby unless you sell us your house. Oh, (laughs) yeah, it's your fault. It's all your fault. (laughs) Yeah, it was just, it was really shocking. We even had somebody's mortgage broker make a video in which she pitched her clients in this really strange way. She kept calling them by their first names. And it reminded me of like the way hostage negotiator negotiators talk to kidnappers. <laughs> so I felt wow. very guilty. Yeah. Anyway, that'll give me a sense of it. Yeah. Um, I have never, ever heard of anything like that. No. 
That's that's a stretch, man. Yeah, that is. That's just like friends with the mortgage broker. Had to be. Got to be. Let's right? do this. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this. We had but, letter from letters from people's parents too. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh my God. Yeah, wow. and the realtors were begging us to read the letter. So, like, will you please read my client's personal letter? So we would have multiple layers of please involved mm. here. And I've left a lot of places. You know, I lived in New York and LA. And I've never seen, you don't expect this kind of thing in Richmond, where it's like, we're a second tier city. We're not that happening. It's a pleasant place right. to live, but. Right. Mm. So this is why, this is why, and now I understand it now too, because when we sold our house, there should, there should be no contact between the buyer and the seller whatsoever. They want it, you get a price, and you go from there. They go through the agents. That's it. Right. You don't need to hear any of the stories, because I heard stories too. Nothing like you, Kat. Nothing like you. Mm -hmm. But we heard stories about oh, how much they loved the house. They went, they cried when they came into the house. <laughs> they couldn't believe they really want this house. And then, you know, it would fall through and you felt bad. And, you know, mm -hmm. don't come back, Jack. Come back. It was one of these things. Yeah. But now, because of this is the first time that I bought a house, I, I, I know I sympathize with you. It sounds cold. It sounds callous. But you can't. You really mm. should not cross that line because it, some way, it will always come back to you and haunt you, like it did me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm Jimmy Nice Guy, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, Jimmy Nice Guy is getting phone calls. Yeah, and uh, I left you a beautiful, perfect home, that, and I felt very confident when I left you that home. Mm -hmm. But if I never made that contact, I never would be getting these calls, feeling guilty mm -hmm. of something that's not wrong. Right. You know I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel a. Nothing like you, Cat. But I feel that. You know what I mean? If you never saw those letters, and you never had that contact, I think it'd be a whole different story. It's just we sold the house, we took the top bed, and we moved on. Right. You're right. Right. And I mean, we ended up going. It was the one of the issues was because since we had 15 offers, a lot of them were extremely similar. You know, and they're mm -hmm. all going over appraisal, and so you also like the appraisal gap really came into play too. Where you know people are having to prove or you know to demonstrate to us that they have like you know six figures in the bank beyond their down payment for a house that costs a bit over three hundred k in Richmond, you're just like who is in that situation? So it, right. part of it was just that we had so much trouble picking between these very similar kinds of offers. Next time, I would not read the letters. I would put right. in the ad, you know. Or have the realtor put in the ad that like, please don't write us love letters because it's heartbreaking. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, to put yourself through that. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, and you're I obviously a compassionate person, you know, where some people would be like, meh, I don't care. You know, <laughs> send me a letter. Well, I don't care. I'll just throw it away or right, something. But right. you obviously care. You took the time to read them and then you had to experience all that. I'm a well, softie too. I mean, I have a, you know, almost two year old now. When someone shows mm -hmm. me a picture of their baby, I melt. <laughs> right. Right. Nice. Yeah. I, th I think the other situation is too is because this is your this was your first starter home. This was your first mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. So there is an emotional attachment, even though you're selling it. You know, you in the back of the mind, we all feel this way. We want it to go to the right person. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully they'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you they'll nurture it like the way we did. How much we love it, but we are outgrowing it. We got to we got to leave it, mm -hmm. and then you get caught. Well, that's that's how I got emotion. my that's how I got my home. Oh, the 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 seller said she wanted to make sure it went to a family that had kids that were going to stay in the school district. Right, and we happened yeah. to show up, and we didn't have nearly the money that they wanted. 
and my wife was crying and the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. like, let's just make it. Let's just make an offer. And we did. And because they wanted us with our kids in the house, they sold it to us. So that's it worked for us, even though we didn't make that, you know, appeal to them. You know, we didn't say, you know, gosh, you know, we got two kids. We got to get, you know, them into mm-hmm. a house before school starts and everything else. But yeah, so it worked out that way. So, I mean, I think. <sighs> You know, with the market today, it's it's definitely going to bring you to that point where you're like, okay, it's either emotional or it's business. You mm-hmm. know, and, and it you should have to stay be, business. It should be business. It should be business. Yep. I hate to I say agree. that too because, you know, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's just so, it's madness, you know? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Kat. I mean, to interrupt. I was just going to say, you know, from what I'm, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a realtor, but from what I understand of fair housing law too, uh, you know, you're not really, you're not supposed to base decisions on the person's like, you know, racial or, you know, orientation right. or anything right. like that. Uh, any kind of protected class under the law, which includes family status, like whether you have one or not. So, you know, I wasn't making the decision on that basis, but it did, you know, somebody has a better story than somebody else. You know, it, it does, it strikes you. It's just the way the brain works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how'd your husband deal with it? Uh, he let me do the crime. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm more, yeah. he's more business. I mean, we're both business minded, but he is yeah. more so. Uh, yeah, yeah, just probably, probably was helpful. Affected. It was, uh, yeah, frankly, yeah. it's good to have both sides of the brain in the operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, so how long did this process take? I know it took two minutes after the thing was listed, <laughs> but uh, after the emotional roller coaster of the let the pictures and the and the videos. Oh, geez. oh my God! Just is, crazy. Why don't you just send me the dog video with, the, with, <laughs> with Sarah McLaughlin singing right? in the back? Yeah. That's all you were missing. Yeah, right. Could you please uh, home? <laughs> These people need a home. Yeah. <laughs> if you would just it wasn't that far off. of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. God! You know what? Well, I'm t- Go ahead. Oh I my think, God. Um. So we so we got 15 offers in total by Sunday morning, and we were trying to pick between these. All right, so we had 14 offers. I'm sorry by Sunday morning, and then a 15th one came in mm. that was an absolute sob story in the letter, and mm. also the most the highest offer price plus the greatest appraisal gap. So that's it was all done um, after we received that. But I think we decided inside of. 30 minutes or so. And this person was a very qualified buyer. We closed in like 13 days or something. Wow. Good. So the actual first offer actually did go through. Yeah, it went through just Oh, thank fine. goodness. So you didn't but have to go through it again. Ugh. We really didn't want to do that. That's why it, it didn't mm-hmm. matter to us that people could prove they could make something close very fast, like whether through large amounts of cash or, mm-hmm. well, essentially large amounts of cash. Now, do you find that most of the people that were, uh, you know, looking for a house looking for your house were local people or do you guys have like an influx like for us here in connecticut yeah. our market went crazy yeah because everybody from new york came here because they were working from home and it's cheaper here than obviously mm-hmm. living in manhattan so is that pretty much where you got you know oh yeah local absolutely or? we're so we're yeah. 90 minutes down the highway from dc uh, and there's Amtrak in between those things. So I don't know if anyone would want to get like, a daily commute, but if you're mm-hmm. working from home, there's no sense doing that in Northern Virginia or Washington where house prices are three X what they are locally. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I know also just say Richmond's a much more pleasant place to live. We don't have the traffic. We don't have the, 
you know, any issues that you have just in a busier place. Mm. So yeah, we had at least, I think it was about a third of the offers came from people in DC, a couple of those, a couple from Baltimore too. people just leaving bigger cities and trying to get Mm. more space for themselves in a much more affordable place. Hmm. I wonder what happened out West. Like if Mm -hmm. people went from the East coast and just went out West besides South. Yeah. I wonder what, what that housing market was like. I don't know. I know Idaho exploded, you know, really? Boise and that sort of thing. Yeah, they have oh, seen wow. massive price increases and a lot of locals being priced out by people coming from California. And you also had Californians going to, especially around Austin, Texas. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Something. That's crazy. So tell us about your current home. What have you, yeah. you been working on over yeah. there? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> um, we like those. Yeah, so uh, let's see, we had the entire, the interior was like the set of Dynasty. It had not been changed since 1986. <laughs> uh-huh. And nice. had pink trim, these crystal chandeliers that were purple. Nice. And oh, nice. a lot of very strong design choices there and out of date ones. <laughs> any, uh-huh. shag, so any, shag, any shag carpet? Any shag? Uh, a little bit upstairs that's still there and I would like to see go. Uh, <laughs> but there's just so many things to do. Where, uh, oh, there was a trash compactor from 1986 that had just been oh, sitting wow. there. Yeah, uh, Things like that, uh, where mm-hmm. all the appliances were super out of date. But we got a good, you know, this also meant we could get a lot of space for a re- very reasonable price, um, mm, even yeah. though the market was hot then too. So we've had the entire interior painted. We're having the kitchen cabinets. They're really nice oak cabinets, but the colors mm. are so we're getting those painted. We had a carpenter come in and take out the old disposal and build a new cabinet for like, you know, pull out trash cans. Oh, nice. We've had uh, the floor ripped out in a couple of different rooms. There was ancient linoleum in the laundry room. There was nasty carpet in my husband's office. So we had that ripped out and some nice, um, good looking PVC. Uh, oh, I love that stuff. There. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's cool. Oh, and we had, so there's a massive shed in the backyard um, that was like 20 by 40. I'm probably getting that wrong, but it's very big. It's the size wow. of a room. So we met this great contractor and we've been working with him on every project since. And he built us a gym in the shed that's completely finished and extremely oh. cool. So I just came from there actually. Um, yeah. yeah, good for you. So I'm sick of the projects, but it, there's you know a lot of potential here and we're happier. Yeah, you, you plan on staying there for a long time? I think so, yeah. yeah. But, the schools are good. All the things that you think about. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. No, that is good. Yeah. So what are some of the other articles that you write? Are they all about the housing market or you have a wide variety or? I write about personal finance sometimes. So this would touch okay. on that. Um, occasionally write about the stock market, uh, kind of a passionate investor. So is my husband. Um, yeah. And then I also write like pieces on culture. Like the my first book came out last year. It was about do you guys know who Edgar Allan Poe is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I wrote a book about him. Mm. And uh, yeah, the arts, TV, all sorts. Nice. Oh my gosh, she'd love my house because I got ravens every morning at my, <laughs> at, at my house. Oh, that is cool. I, I, oh, it's really funny. I, I think I told you this one time. Yes, yes. If you when you wake up in the morning when the ravens if they're on the grass. They kind of line up, but they remind you of very stately English gentlemen <laughs> with their hands behind their back. Because yeah. they're like, hello, good morning. Hello, James. Oh, hello, Edward. Yes, any worms? No worms. No, 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 no. Very, very funny. Very funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. One of my favorite. That's what's going on at Jigsaw's. I believe it. I totally. They're stately birds. Um, yeah. Poe is the only American writer to have an NFL team named after one of his poems. Like the, the, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I didn't realize yeah. that was that ding, was a ding, connection. Ding. There's huh. a trivia. I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Yeah. Just just learn something. Yeah. Yep. It's impressive. Yeah. That's how they came up with the name. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. The, my my yard with my birds is like nuts because I have I have I have forest and then I have open <clears throat> and then I have sparse trees so I get all kinds of birds and then it becomes a battleground at some point where they're all chasing <laughs> each other trying mm-hmm. to get everybody out and they're screaming squawking and trying to kill one another and eat one another it's nuts <laughs> tranquil very tranquil <laughs> sounds beautiful yeah sounds beautiful. Well, that, is the housing was, market as crazy in Connecticut as it, as it what just I died? It, it just died. It's just starting to come down now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think, you know, you obviously write about personal finance, but I think you know, with the interest rates going up and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of slowed some stuff down, which is, I know what they were trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, still people like, you know, still renovating. They're still renovating like crazy up yeah. there. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a renovation company. We're, we're booked into next year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just crazy and people just keep waiting to get in line and, you know, do more work on their houses. And, you know, a lot of people up here did want to sell, you know, me being one of them, but there's no place mm-hmm. to go. There was no place to go. We hadn't, there was no inventory. So you couldn't sell your house and then go buy another one. You know, you had to mm-hmm. buy, your, sell your house and then go find a place to live, you know, for however long it's going to take before the market you know, corrects itself. So we, mm-hmm. we touched upon this on it uh, with Lou Jean, and she's down in uh, Myrtle Beach. Yeah, Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. What's happening down there now, and it's be- people becoming more and more aware of it, there are big companies like Blackwater that are coming in, and they're buying the houses, and mm-hmm. they're renting them. It's a big rental market now, and they're, they're actually creating the price of rentals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because, and it's, it's a large percent of, of rentals now. And it's for the new generation because the American dream of owning a home may be changing. People are just want to rent and then just move on and move to somewhere else. So it's a big it's a big turn right now. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. So we got an all cash bid from an investment bank that was essentially doing just that. Wow. Buying single family homes in order to rent them out. And, you know, of course, they didn't see it. They just an offer letter seemed to have been almost automatically generated. Yes. Oh wow. Yep. I got those two. Yeah. Oh, really. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, we all know about Zillow and what they tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. To buy up all those houses and did as is and didn't look at anything and then ended up deciding, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> we made a big bought, mistake. Bought the house, yeah. but they couldn't put any material in the house because no? there was no material to buy. Right. It was a shortage of everything. Yeah. So they sitting on a house with a mortgage and can't sell it. Can't fix it. So up. your house was probably sold as is, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, I don't which know is the flipping scales, though. How are you going to flip, you know, hundreds of houses at one time without local crews? And how would you find the local crews? It just doesn't make sense to do right. that. It, it wasn't thought out. No. It really wasn't thought out. When we talked about it once on the show, I said somebody had to gotten fired. <laughs> somebody came up with that oh, yeah. idea. And yeah. everybody's like, Whole division, you're probably. the man. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, you're yeah. fired. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even the point of some people saying because of the market, you know, Let's, you know, just talk about, you know, I'm going to flip a house. I want to flip houses. It's not that easy. Mm-mm. People don't think it's that easy. Mm. And then I said, okay, you want to flip a house? That's great. 
you do your first one, you make a little money. You do the second one, you make a little money. Come to your third one, if you lose money, you could have lost everything that you've already that you've gained. Right. You, know, mm-hmm. you never know. Mm-hmm. It, it is such a roll of the dice. You know, it, it is. Well, everybody it, sees HGTV and they're like, oh, it's that easy, isn't it? We can make $100,000 on a house in three months. It's like, no, uh-huh. no, it doesn't work that way. We, we can't tell you all the husbands <laughs> in their strike when they, when, they, when they come into the house. Including me. And their wives go, yeah, I was seeing this on HGTV. And the husband's just like, oh, oh God. Geez. He actually just leaves the room. He pulls us aside and goes, whatever she wants. He's just yeah. laying out the couch. Just give her what <laughs> she wants, please. Just give her what she I wants. totally believe that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, how do people find you? Yes. Oh, you can find me on Twitter. It's Catbab uh, Nagira. I'm on Instagram. My book is for sale. It's called Quote for Your Problems. It's in Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere at your local bookstore. Cool. Um, that was great. Yeah, and oh, my website is KatherineBabMagira.com. Sounds good. Well, we'll definitely put that in the in the description of this show, so people can just kind of link right onto that. So. Kat, this was a great, great show. Yeah, thank it was a lot of so fun. Much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. This was a cool chat. I enjoyed that. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Anytime. Yes. It's always good to have an author on. Yeah, is it? Yes. 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 We feel kind of special. I know. <laughs> Even though we're not. So do I. Not... So everybody wins. Yeah. Oh. All right. Good, good, good. I feel like I should have worn a tie. <laughs> thank God you did. Yeah, it definitely doesn't go with you. No, it doesn't. No. Not anymore. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really yeah. appreciate it. Um, we're coming up on our fifth anniversary show. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's next week or the week after. but Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're on our fifth season. So Seems like yesterday. It does seem like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Even though four years ago it was a lot fitter <laughs> and more hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to bring those. Right. episodes back well we're yeah. not we're not fat we're just big bone <laughs> something like that yeah <laughs> all right everyone we'll see you next week see ya, see ya bye, bye.